Before we get started on today's episode, I have something I want to tell you about. If you are experiencing issues with your hair, and by that I mean slow hair growth, dullness, dryness, or even not just dryness in your hair, but dryness in your scalp, and you want to do something about it, you want to show up differently, then you've got to try Hair Revival. And here it is, Hair Revival. It is a twice a day supplement that is full of plant botanicals that have completely changed the health of my hair and the health of my clients. And if you are interested in trying it for yourself, I will place a link in the description. I do earn a small con- you know, commission on any purchase made from this link. However, you also get a discount as well. So this is a team effort. So tag me at Roller Set to Mindset or at Angela B. Fuller so I can see your progress once you have made your purchase. I thank you for your support. Now let's get into the episode. Hey, love, welcome back to another episode of Roller Set to Mindset. I'm your host, Angela B. Fuller, master hairstylist turned certified transformation coach. Today, we have a excellent guest in the house, and I am so excited about introducing her to you. But before we dive into that, you know I got a pop question for you. And Brandice, Brandis is going to help me help you with the pop question. So my pop question for you today is how hard are you willing to fight to realize your dreams? Welcome, sis. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, who is me? Tell me your name, what you do, your business, just just inform us of who you are. I am Brandis Porti. I am a licensed cosmetologist, certified multicultural loctician, owner of Anointed Blessings Hair Care LLC, and also the creator of Alex Monet, my new hair product line. Wow. No, seriously, wow. That's that's a lot. But it's it's interesting how it's a lot, but it's still all interconnected. Yes, ma'am. So tell me, uh, Brandis, how did all of this come into being? Let's begin, first of all, by just telling telling me, telling our audience, who is Brandis? Who is Brandis? <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm connected with you. I see you on a regular basis. But who is Brandis? I am someone who became passionate about hair based on childhood trauma from a hair horror story. Now, you know, you're going to have to tell us a little bit about that. (laughs) Come on now. I want you to bring that home. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, it began at around about fifth grade. Mm -hmm. My mom is clueless to fixing hair. Mm. So... (laughs) My stepmom, who is married to my father, mm-hmm. stepped in as a licensed cosmetologist okay. to assist with my hair care. Well, along the way, she decided to cut 
all of my hair off. Cut all your hair off. All. Now, at what? the time, I was wearing a jerry curl. What age did you say you were? Fifth grade. So Fifth grade. we want to say around ten. About ten-ish. Now, that must have been some kind of shock treatment. That was trauma. I was so depressed. My hair was maybe two inches long. Hmm. What was going on with your hair at the time? Was something happening? It wasn't me. Time? I think it was more so a personal level on her part. Mm-hmm. And I caught the bad end of the stick. Okay, well, proceed with this story. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know there's light at the end of this time. It, it, it is. Okay, it is. Right. You know, of Let's course, my grandmother and my mom was mm-hmm. devastated. So mm-hmm. they did their due diligence to find someone to fix the problem. So we got it fixed, fast forward, but after that, I was terrified to allow anyone to touch my hair. So who who st- who continued to do your hair after this experience? I became my own stylist. And this was around what time frame? This was about, I was in middle school at this time. At the time. Wow. I was my first client. You were your first client. So what did you do with your hair? Braids. Wore braids. I wore braids. I braided my own hair. I'm talking days it took to do one head of hair. Yeah, that shows a lot of determination though. Yes. You know, we we all can see how childhood trauma can you look at it as a bad thing, Mm -hmm. but you find out that it turns into a good thing. It turns into a good thing. And so tell me, just touch on it a little bit more because this is an interesting story. It made me appreciate my hair more Mm -hmm. because, you know, we as women, our hair is our glory, but we don't really take the time out to get to know our hair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And because I was young, didn't know much about it, it pushed me to want to learn more as I got older and wanted to dig deeper and get into the hair care field. What other work did you do? You know, coming up, you always have some type of job when you're in high school. So what did you do along the way? Did you have a job during um, high yes, school? Yes. I was a camp counselor hmm. at our neighborhood community center. I got that at the age of 15. So you, you were getting ready for behind that chair. Oh, yes, you ma'am. Clients yes. Come in for reasons other than getting their hair done. Of course. So you, you were ready to counsel. Yes. So, okay. So you had the hair thing down pat. You learned how to counsel to be a counselor early. And so when did you decide that beauty school was the route you were going to go? After I started working in fast food. Talk. <laughs> hey. Huh? Yes. <laughs> Tell me. I started working at Wendy's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And dealing with the public. And so, okay. It was different. <laughs> it was different. I know. I um, I worked at Arby's. And let me tell you, I get what you're saying. Mm, messing now, up you, them so orders. You work, did you work at the counter or did you work behind preparing the food? I was a little bit of everything. Okay. I started okay. at the sandwich station. Yeah. yeah. Graduated to the front counter. Okay. And then went to the drive-thru. Okay. 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 So you had leadership you were pretty much leadership and entrepreneur. You had that early. You know, sometimes we don't see it like that, but it, it sounds didn't. to me that you were developing that early for a time such as now. Yes, ma'am. So you decided that you were going to go to beauty school. I didn't go to beauty school until 2007. Huh. And when 2005, you, excuse me. Okay. When did you graduate? I graduated from high, high school in 2000. 
Okay. And from the experience of fast food, you decide, you know what? That's I got not for natural me. gifts and talent. Mm-hmm. So fast forward. Let's talk about the beauty school experience. Because <laughs> I know I've been there. I've Ooh. been there. But you know, that's where we got our start. We got our start, the foundation. We on that. It was the foundation. So, okay, we got the, the found we got the foundation of your story down pat. Now, let me ask you this. Once you graduated beauty school, what were your plans? What what goals, what aspirations did you have for yourself? Or or did you even have that then? I did. I wanted to start in one of the chain salons to get a little bit more hands-on experience because I felt as though the hair school cheated me. Mm. Talk about that a little bit more, babe. To me, it seemed more of a money-making business Mm -hmm. because once we got the foundations from the books, we were able to go out on the sales floor and service clients from the community at a discounted rate. That's right. That's right. The downside to it is that they forced us to do styles we were already familiar with Hmm. versus Mm -hmm. giving us clients of hair cutting or hair coloring in areas where we were struggling in to help better service them. So I understand that experience. I was in beauty school myself. So when you graduated, what was your philosophy? Let's talk about how you got where you are today. What was your philosophy, your experience in beauty school, you wanting to learn more and grow more? You decided what? That I'm going to change salons to where I can experience doing all texture here. All textures of hair. Mm -hmm. Now, that's something I didn't get to experience as a uh, cosmetologist, Mm -hmm. you know? So how how did that experience shape you? And how you run your business and your salon today. It prepared me to not have to turn anyone around. Mm. Because I was well-rounded. Because in the beginning, I didn't know much about uh, doing straight hair, mm-hmm. uh, Caucasian. It was all just braids, kinky, weaves, and curls. But after having that experience working in chain salons, it, it opened up a new avenue. Did that excite you? It did. That excites you. So once you were done with the chain salons, what came after that? Because for a lot of us, you know, we go straight to booth rent. I know you know all about oh, it. Oh, yeah. We go straight to booth rent because we want all the we money. We want all the we money. We want no commission. <laughs> bring me the money. Bring me the money. <laughs> so did you ever have any experience with booth renting? I did. Okay. Before I, let's see, after the chain salons... I did booth rent Mm -hmm. in two salons, Mm -hmm. and I also traveled. You you were a traveling stylist? I was a traveling stylist for two years. Yes, ma'am. Tri-County area. How was that experience? It was amazing. Hmm. I've never even considered that. It was amazing. It was challenging at first getting the clients that would welcome you into their homes Mm -hmm. to service them, but once you found your target audience it was like oh this is it that's a that's a key word you know that your target audience because you mentioned in your introduction that you focus on natural 
hair? Is that is that what you do? I focus on locks. So how? Let's talk about that experience. <laughs> the decision to niche down in your business. Mm-hmm. Was that an emotional roller coaster? What type of syndromes did you develop? Imposter syndrome of could I do this? Because that's a whole nother level that a lot of us, we just don't touch. But to be honest, it was a weight lifted off of my shoulders. Niching down to just servicing locked clients. Trying to be the jack of all trades, Mm -hmm. keeping up with the weaves and the curls. It was overwhelming for me. Mm. The braiding hours, endless hours of braiding and just felt like, I wasn't making any money. You know, I'm listening to you talk and I could, you kind of shifted in your emotion, your energy, when you talked about going from one aspect of doing everything, the jack of all trades, and then niching down into becoming a loctician. Uh, Talk about that because I felt a whole different level of energy coming from you. So once I decided to niche down to becoming a loctician, it was like breathtaking Mm. because I taught myself how to do locks while I was in hair school, but I didn't know the why behind we did certain things with locks. Mm -hmm. So it pushed me to do a lot of research, take a lot of classes, invest in myself so that I can better service the community that was out there that was wearing locks girl the wrong way Ooh, Brandis, <laughs> you better stop me. You, you better, I feel like running around in here Ooh. no seriously i feel your passion your 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 passion is permeating this space that i want to i want to touch on your passion where did you get that passion? Where did you get that drive from? What what fosters that? I think with that, it was more so installing the locks on myself. I I installed my first set and it was just the journey. Seeing it transfer from one stage to the next and understanding the birthing of locks. That a lot of folks don't understand. What do you mean by the... the, You mean from the start? From the start. The the ugly stage, what they call it. And Mm. in my house at Anointed Blessings, we don't speak negative to our locks. Mm. There's nothing ugly about our locks. Mm. It's change. We're not used to it. We have to shift our mindset, Mm. our vision on what our hair is doing. It's ours. It's naturally ours. So for you to say, oh, I'm going through an ugly stage, it's deeper than that. Yes, yes. Where's the self-love? So you you do more than just lock your clients here. You open up. It sounds to me like you open up their mindset. You open them up to the beauty and the love that's inside of them. Mm-hmm. Am I reading that right? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Self-love. Self-love. I've seen your work. Um, you you do beautiful work. Thank you. Excellent work. How do you convince someone to 
be okay. I want I want you to explain using your words how you convince someone or encourage someone to accept every stage of their locks. How do you do that? Do you have a system or do you take individuals one by one? It's almost individually one by one because mm-hmm. they are at different levels. Talk to me about the levels. So I'll have some that's been on their journey for a long time, mm-hmm. but they're still not happy. Yes. And it starts with the foundation of when they first had their locks installed. Mm-hmm. They didn't do their research. They didn't ask the right questions. And the foundation sets the tone. Mm -hmm. It's it's more deeper than people think. They're like, oh, I'm going to stop my locks today. But what what is your outcome? Like, what are you looking to get from these locks? Are you wanting thick locks? Are you wanting thin locks? Are you looking for volume? Mm -hmm. Everybody's excited about getting long, luxurious locks. But they don't want to take the necessary steps to get yes. there. How often are you shampooing your hair? Are you moisturizing your hair? No, I just come and see you. And that can be anywhere from every four weeks to every eight weeks. That, the way you talk about locks, it just makes me want to ask you questions about, is that the philosophy you have when it comes to operating your business? when it comes to developing yourself as a as a professional, a beauty industry professional, as an entrepreneur, you talked about your product line, the philosophy that you have when you work with your clients, getting them to that place where they begin to appreciate their lock stages, the different stages. Mm-hmm. Tell me how you've used that same philosophy to grow your brand. It's been a struggle because a lot of we see the end results, but we don't focus on the startup. We want to get into the race running versus walking and then maybe striding and picking up the the pace as we learn more about what we're striving to do. And it's, it's, it's a challenge, but if it's something that you're really wanting to do, you're going to take the time out and focus on the small details that's going to get you to the next step of what you're trying to achieve. Did you ever feel like this is never going to work? It's taking too long. Um, Did you ever feel like quitting? Have you ever felt like quitting? And, And what, what did you have to tell yourself? What did you have to feed your mind to keep you in the game? I felt that I wasn't capable of doing a lot of the things that I'm doing at this present moment. Well, it's not, <laughs> listen, I, you have proven yourself wrong. I have. You've proven yourself wrong. Tell me about that journey. Tell us about Having that journey. Having imposter syndrome mm. is real. And I am here to tell you that I have struggled with it and still from day to day struggle with it. Mm. Does that drive you? But how do you use that? To keep moving in the positive direction. Because there are a lot of stylists who's just coming into this industry Mm -hmm. who struggle with the same thing. I did it when I first came into the industry. So what is it you can share with these uh, junior stylists who's just coming into the business that these things are going to happen? 
I know they're listening. Mm-hmm. What is it? What can you tell them about from your journey to help them with them just starting out on theirs? There's a need for Talk us. Mm-hmm. And the community looked to us as stylists to fix a problem. Mm-hmm. And we have to push ourselves and make ourselves available to aid them and to fixing whatever it is that's going on at that current moment. So we have to put our emotions aside and focus on that end result of helping that person with whatever hair issues that they're dealing with. And I think you would agree with this, that sometimes that means being the professional Mm -hmm. and taking command in your salon. Yes. And let's talk, let's just go here and doing that in love. Mm-hmm. Um, because the 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 way the industry is traveling right now, it it's you, you see it on on social media. It can be scary. It is. It is and because especially when I see a lot of stylists that tell their clients to come in shampooed. When we know cosmology one on one shampooing is part of the service. That's right. It all, my it happens. It happens. It begins at the the shampoo bowl. And that is old school. Old school. So you mean to tell me you're okay with starting on a canvas that you have no clue of what's already there. Mm. Mm. That's powerful. That's powerful. So what, what, what continues to drive you? You now have a product line. Uh, what what drove you to that? A lot of my clients come in complaining about dryness. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's always, oh, my locks are so dry. Oh, my locks are stiff. So what are you doing? Oh, I'm applying oil every other day and mm-hmm. stop. Mm-hmm. Stop. Mm-hmm. Oils aren't doing anything for you. When's the last time you shampooed your hair? Oh, maybe four, six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Let's start there. Yes. We yes. have to remove everything we've put into our hair over the last four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. You're piling product on top of product without shampooing. Without shampooing. Water is your number one moisturizer. Yes. What does your, what, what does your uh, philosophy of your product, what does that consist of? The, the product itself is focusing on moisture. On moisture. So what products do you have? Do you have, is it primarily oils? No, What's I have. What's your product line about? Alex Monet has a shampoo. Mm-hmm. It has a conditioner. And it also has a hair mask, which is mm-hmm. a deep conditioning treatment. Okay, that's great. How do you, how do you market it? Right now, I um, am marketing on my website, which okay. is... Anointed Blessings Hair Care, LLC.com. I am also selling it inside of the salon. Okay. And where is your salon located? We, we will put it all in the show notes, but I'm just curious, where, where can you be found? I can be found inside of Cirque Salon Studios, which is located West Ashley at 946 Orleans Road, right next to your Ross. Oh, right. West Ashley. West Ashley. So tell me, Brandis, um, we've talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. We've talked about how you got your, talked about your experience as a, 
when that hair was cut up. <laughs> We've talked about that. We've talked about how you started doing hair. We've talked about your um, cosmetology experience as a student. Mm-hmm. What drove you to create how you uh, care for your clients, how you work on their mindsets. And now you've got your own product line. What is your overall philosophy for those of us, particularly the women in the beauty industry that have been in this industry that are looking to diversify like you certainly have? And that's incredible what you're doing. And I got a feeling that your name is going to be known throughout, not just the local area, but throughout these United States and beyond. What, what would you like to tell those who would like to diversify to get themselves out of the box and be open to new experiences on how to grow, not just as a beauty industry professional, but on a personal level as well? Be okay with doing the scared. I'm sorry. You got to say that again for the people in the back. Be okay with doing it scared. Sounds like you've had a little bit of experience with that. Oh, yes. My whole journey. Mm. I do it scared. I refuse to allow fear to keep me in bondage. Mm. Mm. If you don't mind me asking... <laughs> What, what what are your digits? Because you sound like you're wise beyond your years. You can whisper it to me. Tell me. Tell me. <laughs> I just celebrated my 42nd birthday. 42nd birthday. And you tearing this industry up. And I'm looking in your eyes. I can see the fire in your eyes. I can see the determination on your face. I am blessed to have you sitting in that chair. And those listening and those on YouTube who are viewing, you have been a blessing. I am here to tell you again. Is there anything you'd like to leave those listening and those watching? Is there anything you'd like to say in closing that you feel will be impactful? My journey is not your journey. Mm. When you start... Do not find yourself envying someone else's journey. We all had to start from somewhere. Do it now. Say it one more time. Do it now. And before we close, please say again where you can be found. I can be found on TikTok and Instagram under anointed underscore blessings 2014. Wow. Y'all got that? Listen, honey, this has been great. And I so appreciate you spending time with me and the audience and the viewers. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you you for having me. Thank you. Oh, yes. Great. (laughs) All right. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to follow along on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, all at Angela B. Fuller. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday morning for new episodes. Okay, bye.